All right. Can anybody say amen? amen? All right. So great to worship and praise the Lord this morning. Uh, I don't tell you often enough, but I want to tell you this morning that uh, it is a great, great honor for me to serve the Lord Jesus Christ here as your pastor. You are the best church family that I can ever imagine having. Uh, and uh, I'm so, so very glad that uh, you guys put up with me. And I pro- probably if it wasn't for Jackie, you wouldn't. But uh, I really appreciate uh, the compassion and uh, the love that you show both of us. And so I want to thank you for that. It really fits into the message I want to share with you this morning, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, about the body of Christ. We've been looking at some admonitions that we've been learning in our Wednesday night Bible study about who we are in Jesus Christ. You know, that's a big question that we ought to continually ask ourselves, who, who am I or who am I becoming or where am I heading in my life and relationship with Jesus Christ? And one of those things that the Bible points out is that I'm a member of the body of Christ. That uh, because of my relationship with Jesus Christ, that I'm a part of His body here on this earth. You know, when Jesus came to this earth, ministered, uh, taught, uh, healed the sick, uh, comforted people, instructed them in the Word of God, when He did all those things, he not, then He died on the cross, was buried and raised from the dead, and then He ascended into heaven. But His work only begun with His coming. As Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave instruction for his body, the church. And what they were to do in the future is they were to spread the gospel and make disciples. And so that's where we are today. 2,000 years later, we're extending the work that Jesus Christ began. And we do that as a body of Christ. A local group of believers coming together with Jesus at the center and the focus of everything. And then... Together we're encouraging each other, carrying each other's burdens, helping each other along in that growth so that we can fulfill what Jesus began. Paul says some things about the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he begins by explaining the gifts that are given to the body. You see, the the body isn't uh, the only thing about our uniqueness, but it's the gifts also that are given to the body of Christ. And the body is to take up the gifts and minister to the church and to the rest of the body and to the world uh, through the power of Jesus Christ and the gifts that He's given us. And so 1 Corinthians lays some of the foundation for uh, who we are in the body of Christ. You know, when we think about that, one of the truths that that communicates to us, or it should be, is that we belong. That God created us to belong to Him and to belong to each other. Uh, you know, God didn't call us into this salvation and send us out solo and never call us to come together and connect with other believers, but uh, He sent us out to be one together with Him. Listen to what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 12, beginning at verse 12, and then through verse 26, 27. For as the body is one... It has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. 
For by the one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek, whether slave or free, and all have been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which, are, which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable part, parts have great modesty. But our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now, you are the body of Christ and members individually. Pray with me, if you would, this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you today for the joy of worship, time that we spend in praise and song and now in the Word. And Father, I just pray that you would bring all these things together this morning to encourage and instruct our lives today. Teach us more about our Savior, Jesus Christ. Teach us how to love Him more and honor Him with the lives that we live. Father, I pray that you'll take this passage of Scripture. You'll open up our understanding. Lord, help us to realize what our part is in the body of Christ. And Father, we thank you for that today in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, as we begin to look at this idea of being a part of the body, belonging to something, uh, and that something, the body of Jesus Christ, what a privilege it is, isn't it? That God called us in a relationship to Him, and that He called us to be a part of this body. You know, there are certain things that we ought to understand if this is true, and it is. Uh, that we ought to realize and understand about this kind of relationship. You know, as a member of the body, I, I trust the body's foundation, that I ought to trust that foundation that Jesus Christ has laid for us. Foundation is always important, isn't it, no matter what we're talking about, whether it's in building physically or whether it's building spiritually. Uh, the foundation is, is central to what kind of life we're going to have Uh, understanding the depth of that foundation and the strength of it is going to determine how willing we are to build on that. So foundation is important. You see, the foundation is is really, when you think about it, is where I start in my life, isn't it? That if, if you're doing any kind of work, the foundation is always the place that we start. And Jesus reminded that in verse 12 when he said that we're one body together. In the end of it, he says, and so also is Christ. So, like Jesus Christ is, that's what the church is to become. He's the foundation for all these things, and it's where I start. I start in my relationship with Jesus Christ. I start by knowing Him as my personal Savior. 
uh, I started uh, many years ago believing in Jesus Christ as my Savior. I believe that He died for my sins. I, I believe that I was separated from Him, that I desperately needed to know Him and to come in faith and believe that what He did when He died on Calvary's cross, that He was bearing my sin, taking my place, paying my penalty for my sins, and doing something for me that I couldn't do for myself or no one else on this earth could do other than Jesus Christ. So it starts out in relationship where we trust Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. The big question for us here today is have we trusted Him as our personal Savior? Do we know Him as, as Jesus Lord, Jesus our Savior? Is He the hope of our salvation? If we do, then we have this relationship with Him that grows from that faith. You know, not only is a foundation uh, have to do with relationship, especially spiritually, but also it has to do with our reasoning. That if we had this foundation of Jesus Christ, now that it really has to do that everything about the world that I live in comes in perspective of me knowing Jesus Christ. Does that make sense to you? That I, I look at the world as a Christian through Jesus Christ. That he becomes the lens that I see everything through. Uh, and he becomes the way that I understand the world I live in today. I'll be honest with you today. I can't imagine taking, uh, because we are Christians, divorcing our, our thought life from Jesus Christ. But let me tell you, if, if you and I weren't Christians today, this old world wouldn't make a lot of sense. Uh, we, we couldn't really understand it. We couldn't uh, really uh, rectify what happens in this world uh, with, with how that can benefit our life uh, without Jesus Christ. And so we, we reason our thoughts are, are fed through that filter of Jesus Christ because He's our foundation. As a church, the work that we do and the goals that we have are because of Jesus Christ, because He set those. Uh, we, we want to reach out to this world. Why? Because he says, when the Holy Spirit comes, I'll make you witnesses uh, and you'll be wit- I'll give you power to be witnesses for me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. So that really determines our mission, doesn't it? So now we can look at this world as, hey, we're to go and make disciples of, of, of people close to us, people farther away, and even people to the ends of the age. We need to be involved in the end of the world, uh, to the far ends of the world. And so how would we know that apart from Jesus Christ being our foundation? How would we understand everything apart from knowing Him as our personal Lord and Savior? And so uh, then, then another thing about foundation is, like foundation is our reasoning, it determines what we build, right? If you lay out a certain foundation, you build to that foundation. Uh, the, the wonderful thing about Jesus Christ is He's unlimited. <laughs> so there's, uh, there's no... Uh, way that we can build more or greater than the foundation we have in Jesus Christ. Uh, but also it has to do with responsibility. We're responsible, aren't we, as part of the body of Christ to be about this great calling that God's placed on our life. Why would He put us together and connect us in this way? Why would He give us all these spiritual gifts that the Bible assigns to believers? Why, why would He put us out in a mission field? Why, why wouldn't it just be if we got saved, we went on to heaven? If there wasn't more. And we're responsible for that more. And what to do. And the body of Christ gives us the the design to be able to do what God has called us to do. 
And so the foundation is where I start. Not only that, but the foundation is my stability. And when I think about Jesus Christ, uh, I think about the, the, the relationship that I have with him and the strength that I find in that relationship. You see, being in the body gives us insulation instead of isolation. Right? I, I mean, it insulates us from the world. We help each other to stay strong and true to God's calling in our life. That, that our, 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 of the other members of the body of Christ, as we interact together, are a way that we can be strengthened to go out and to fulfill what God has called us to do. We're not alone in this thing. And, and so it helps us being in the body, anchors me in the time of storms. Can't tell you how many times throughout uh, these uh, years that I've been pastor here at Garrison Baptist Church that, that, that my family's been caught up in a storm. That there's been significant things going on and circumstances in our life where it was just hard. And then you know what the body of Christ does? We, we circle the wagons. And we, we put the hurting in the middle. And we protect those and encourage them and lift them up and pray for them and help them along the way. And, 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 and that's the way it should be. And that becomes stability in our lives today. The, the church is our anchor. The, the, the church becomes our, our strength in those times and needs. And let me tell you, we all have those things. And so the foundation is... Is what I, I need to trust, Jesus Christ. Now, let me give you something else that Paul goes on about the body. Not only because I'm a member of the body, I ought to trust the found, body's foundation. But also, if you look at verses 12 through 18 again, as a member of the body, I accept the body's formation, how it's put together. All right? It's something we need to realize, that, that God has a design on how he put the body of Christ together, and, and, and we have to accept that, and, and be committed to be a part of that. All right? Amen. I hope you guys are. Uh, and so listen to what he says about this formation. First of all, the body is formed dependent. Dependent on each other. Uh, verse 12, he says, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members, are, uh, all the members of that one body being many are one. What's he talking about? He's talking about an interdependency here. That, that we, we all need each other. He describes the body as being made up of many members. But in verse, but, but in, in, in verse 12, three times he says in verse 12, but it is one. One, one. Many members, but one body. And so it's dependent on, on each other. In other words, that you, you need uh, what the person sitting beside you has to give in the body of Christ. Uh, that... Uh, uh, we all need what gifts and the ministry that only you can do in the body of Christ because we're dependent on each other. It's just like our physical bodies today. If one part of this, the, our, our physical body goes bad or is suffering from a health issue, then the whole body suffers because of that. Why? Because we're linked together. We're connected together in Christ as the body of Christ. And so it's important that we're dependent on each other. Now, now, look, I don't know about you, but, but think about it. Now, you, some of you are sitting by your spouse, but maybe you can look in the other direction. But uh, how, how about, would you like to be tied together with them in a, in a three-legged race? 
right. Would you like to be dependent on them in that way? But really, we're more dependent on each other than that because we're spiritually dependent on each other. And so uh, that's, that's one of the things that how God formed the body. Now, we have to accept that, right? I, I got to accept it, that all my brothers and sisters in church today love me. They care about me. They're interested in me just like I am about them. And, and so we're going to move forward together uh, because we're dependent on each other. Let me give you a second thing. Uh, the body is formed not only dependent, uh, but the body is formed diversely. In other words, it's, it's different in a sense. The members are. It says, for by one spirit, verse 13, we were all baptized into one body. Now, how many is that? That's one spirit baptizing us, immersing us together, connecting us together in Jesus Christ. Whether, what does he say? Whether Jew or Greek, whether slave or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. So there's this sense of diversity, verse 14. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. So it's talking about diversity, isn't it? That, that I, I thank God that we have a church family that's diverse. Paul was talking about the, that the, the church is diverse in ethnicity and people groups. Uh, it's different, he says, uh, because he, he mentioned Jew and Greek. Uh, he says that it's also different in in personality, it's different in uh, uh, socially, some free, slave, free, uh, all those things. We, we have all those in Garrison Baptist Church. We're different in experience, aren't we? How we were brought up, how we lived, where we may have came from. Not everybody's from Ray County, uh, and we come from different areas and different groups, and we come together in diversity. But really, how wonderful is that, isn't it? That in that diversity, there's a sense of great beauty in the body of Christ. Because we're all different. We're different ages. We're different, uh, we're, we're, we're different people, but yet still members of the same body. Uh, body would look kind of strange if it was all just like one giant eyeball, wouldn't it? I mean, can you imagine if we all went around just, I don't know, maybe roll around, I guess. I don't know how you get around, but yes, you could roll, but uh, be, be just one eyeball. Uh, look pretty weird, wouldn't it, from our understanding? Uh, and so God made the body of Christ diversely. I thank God for that. No matter where we go, uh, where we go, uh, if we go to, uh, we've done mission trips uh, all over the United States, from Arizona to Florida to uh, Massachusetts to Alaska, and all those places we met different people that are a part of the body of Christ, and they were diverse, different, but yet part of the same body. And whether we go to Romania or wherever, we, we see people that are Christians, but they're different. But yet we have this one common thing, diverse, but we're one in Jesus Christ. We're all saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so there's diversity. We have to accept that in the body of Christ, right? We, we can't push people away because they look a little different or because they come from a, a different life experience or because uh, uh, maybe they were raised in a Christian family or they were raised in a pagan family. Uh, it doesn't matter. We, we can't do that because the body of Christ is diverse. And Jesus, or God said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son." Let me give you a second thing about formation. We have to accept that. Church full of different people. You know, they can't all be like me, right? So, diversity. <laughs> Another thing is, is that uh, the body is formed distinctly. That God had a particular way that he formed the body. Listen to verse 15. He says, it is uh, 
Uh, if the foot says, because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? That's rhetorical questions, by the way. Uh, of course it is, right? Uh, verse 16, and if the ear says, because I'm not an eye, I'm not part of the body, uh, is it therefore not part of the body? No, it's not. Uh, and so there's, <clears throat> there's this sense that, that, that God has created or designed the body distinctly. Verse 17, if the whole body were an eye, uh, where would uh, where, where be hearing? And if the, if the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? So Paul's making this case is that God has distinctly designed the body of Christ, placed you in it distinctly where you are today with the gifts and personality that you have today to be able to serve Him through the body of Christ. You're unique, but yet you're a part of the body of Christ. So that's pretty amazing in it that, you know, I, I, I'm thinking that, oh, how in the world could God use me to be able to serve him? Or how could he use me to be a part of this great grand kingdom strategy that he has? Well, he created me the way I am to be used by him. And we need to accept that, our individuality, but yet united together in the body of Christ, uh, created distinctly for the place that each one of us have in the body of Christ. Now, what happens when we pull one of those parts of the body out? Then we have a hole, don't we? We have something that's missing. If you pluck your eye out or pull your finger off or whatever, uh, if you do that, something wrong with you, we, we'll pray for you. But, but if you did that, then there'd be a missing piece there. And so if we're not active in our part of the body of Christ, then there's a missing piece there. Uh, and so the body doesn't function as well. And then, and then let me give you a fourth thing about formation also, is that the body is formed divinely. Divinely. There's this divine strategy that God has. Listen to verse 18, what it says. But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as He pleased. That's, you know, look. It's not an accident that Garrison Baptist Church has the ones that we have here. Or that you have the makeup that you have. Or... Or, or that you have the opportunities that you have. God has designed that it, to be that way. That He pre-appointed you being here and you fitting in the body of Christ. Uh, and the big question is, am I, am I obeying Him? Am I obedient to the formation of the body of Christ? Am I accepting my part in what God's doing or what God wants me to do? And am I fulfilling those needs? And then finally, let me give you the last thing about being... You know, I hope you guys are encouraged because all this says that God wants me. And that, that, that God desires my service in His body. And then finally, think about this. is As a member of the body, I help the body function. I help the body function, Right? I mean, isn't that what all these parts do? Isn't that what the eye does? Isn't that what the ear does? Isn't that what the nose, the foot does? It helps the body function. Uh, and uh, Paul reminds us of that very thing. Uh, you see, in the body of Christ, let me just say to you, everyone is needed. Everyone is needed in the body of Christ. There's not one of you here this morning that isn't needed to fulfill a part of the function of the body of Christ. You all are. You may be sitting back and say. Well, you know, I, I'm just comfortable coming to church and I really don't want to get too involved and want to keep my distance from things. But I want to tell you what, you're needed here at church. There, there's a place for you. And, and God wants you to feel 
needed and to fill that place because he created you that way. L- listen to verse 19. It says, and, and if they were all one member, uh, where would the body be? But now, indeed, uh, there are many members yet in the one body, and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, not, uh, not again to the head, to, to the feet, I have no need of you. Um, no, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker and necessary. So, so Lord needs you in His body. He needs what you can do. And He needs you to do that to glorify Him. Um, everyone's needed. Um, and listen, let me give you a second thing. Every service is necessary in the body of Christ. There's, there's not anything that God leads you to do that is not necessary for the body of Christ. Uh, it doesn't matter what, what it is. You know, from what you and I might look at, think the least uh, thing of service can have the greatest impact in, in, a, in a local church. Um, you know, for years, I, I pastored for seven years, I pastored over in Middle Tennessee at a church. And uh, we had a guy there, and he was like a big kid. Uh, he'd really never kind of matured. He was probably about 45 year old, and he probably thought about like a 10 or 11 year old. Uh, his name was Larry, most precious guy. Uh, and uh, Larry had a responsibility. And every day, Larry got, no matter when we met, met, he got at church an hour before anybody else did. And Larry turned on the lights, and Larry turned the heat on, and Larry unlocked the doors, and he was there to help people get in the building, and he did all those things. And, and you know, you, you, we could look at and, and say, you know, well, gee, he really doesn't do that much. But let me tell you, it meant everything to, to the church to know that they could come and everything was ready. And he was always there and he never missed a day of doing that service that he did. It doesn't matter if your function this morning is to lock the doors when we leave or turn the lights out or check behind or whatever that ministry is. Maybe it's happening somewhere where nobody's seeing what's going on. Maybe happening in the nursery. What a tremendous ministry. Uh, it may be uh, out of sight. It may be through the week sometime when nobody's here to see what you're doing. I want to assure you that what you're doing is, is necessary. Every act of service is necessary so that Jesus Christ can be honored. Uh, he, he says, uh, uh, verse 23, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable or on these we, we bestow greater honor. Uh, and, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. You know what Paul's talking about? He says there's parts of the body that we don't even see. I, I've never been able to peel open my chest and look at my liver. But I want to tell you what, I am so glad to have it. Right? My heart. I, I, you know, I, I've never really taken a look except on a picture. Uh, but, but, but never up close. But how much do we need that? That part is so important in our lives. And so every part of the body of Christ is necessary. Every act of service is necessary. And then finally, let me just say to you, every experience is noticed. Listen to what he says in verse 26. And if one member suffers, all the members suffers with it. 
Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. You see, every experience is noticed in the body of Christ. Just like your body, everything that happens to your body is noticed by your whole body. Even though it only may happen in one part. I'm going to tell you, you hit that thumb with a big hammer, then your whole body knows what's happening. Even though it just happened in one place. The body gets the message. The important thing that we realize is the body of Christ, that, that everything that, that, that any of us are going through is important to all of us. Whether it's a struggle with family or whether it's the pain of, of health issues or whether it's the dynamics of changing seasons of life or whether it's a parent-child thing. Listen, we all feel each other's pain. Because we're all connected together in the body of Christ. Now look, the exciting thing about that and not knowing that is that we should realize that, that God knows who we are. That God cares about who we are. That God's assigned us something really important to do. And that God really wants us to be involved. Now listen, I, I don't know exactly where you are in your thoughts about service. But what I do know is the pastor of this church, we need you. We've got something for you. We've got a place for you to fit in. We've, we've got a place for you to do your thing because you're uniquely fitted for that place. You may be the piece of the puzzle that we need to finish the picture that God's drawn. Bow with me if you would.